What's up, everyone, and welcome back to our Slab Sacks Live here on Monday, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Slab Sacks YouTube channel. Today, we are doing a fun episode, continuation from last night when we talked about a few different players in the market that you all on Instagram, at least, wanted to hear about. Tonight, we are looking at six different players, a little bit condensed versions of each player, so we don't bore you uh, forever here. But um, it'll be fun looking at these players, looking at their past market history, some of their most impressive sales, like dollar-wise all-time, some of their best buys of all-time that people may purchase this time. It'll be a cool episode doing a bunch of different cards from uh, different sports as well. So Nate and I both picked three players uh, that you all requested, and uh, we're going to jump right in a little bit here. But Nate, how's your Monday going so far? Wait, I thought you said the Brewers were playing in the afternoon today. I thought they were too, but I am. Uh, I was a wrong. Wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, you know, you play you play four games in a row. It's just like always the well, the last game must be in the afternoon. This dude's just so messed up with the schedule this year. He's not getting any of it right. Well, wait, did I talk to you about how it's uh, another Mon- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last night. Yeah, so weird. Well, interesting. I know that never happened before this year. Yeah, that that is. I remember you saying in an episode like uh, maybe a couple weeks ago that you know off days are always Mondays or Thursdays, depending on if you have a three game or four game series or something like that. Yeah. And now here I am. Thought I knew what's going on. Know nothing because of Nate. So thanks. Yep. <laughs> Usually it was the four game series was were always Monday to Thursday or Thursday to to Sunday, but never Friday to Monday. Yeah, really odd. Um, either way, what's up, Bazooka Tom? Good to see you, East Coast Card Collector and Hobby News Daily. Thanks all for joining us. So we got some car market education. But before that, I know you all probably watched Nate's video that got a ton of views talking about the Panini break-in scandals, uh, you know, logo men getting stolen, all that different jazz. And you might have heard about Cam Kessler in there. You might have seen it on Instagram. Or you might have read behind the newsletter. You know, trying to talk about as many places as possible so everyone uh, that you know that follows us and knows. What Slab Socks is knows what Camp Custom is because this year we are doing our third um, event for Camp Custom Charity. Uh, as you can see, the beautiful logo there designed by Slab Stocks Julian. That logo is awesome. It's gonna be in all of our custom materials this year. It takes the custom logo, puts a three in the middle, and it's got the Slab Stocks color. So it's a fun thing. Um, but basically, what we're doing this year is the same thing as the last two years. We're ho- hosting an event to send kids to camp whose parents have been impacted by cancer. The kids go for free. Um, in large part, thanks to all the sports card community's help in the last two years, we raised over $257,000. Thanks to all of you. And this year, we're hoping you know to do as much as possible. But by the end of the event, I'd love to say over the last three years, we cracked 300 grand in donations since 2021, averaging $100,000 plus each year. Uh, would be absolutely spectacular. We're already on our way to the mark right now. We have over $10,000 in donations committed. We've only announced one sponsor so far which is, of course, Card Ladder, who is another presenting sponsor this year. Last year, they sent us the Midwest Monster with $5,000 to buy cards to sell for the kids to get them to camp, and they did that again this year. I cannot thank Christina enough. Christina is one of the Card Ladder team members. She's super smart. She's amazing. She's a great person, and she's always willing to help out um, with Camp Kessler to help the kids, and it's just always a joy talking to her and uh, having them be involved in this great event. Not to mention, literally their app is what's going to help me buy all these cards at the Midwest Monster um, with their team so we can value the cards properly to hopefully get the best deals for the kids as possible to turn it into uh, maybe even more than $5,000, which is the goal. You know, Hopefully we can turn that 5 k into 7K. Like That'd be amazing. Um, so, so that's what we're doing at the Midwest Monster coming up this Thursday, other than all the rest of the stuff we're doing. But as for Kessler, we are doing that. 
And then um, if you are wondering how you can get involved, there's a few different ways right now. A lot more information will be releasing throughout June. But as of right now, the different ways you can get involved is if you want to donate cards, even as low as $10, you see our PO box on the screen. If you're listening on podcasts, it is send it to um, SX Kesem, PO box 320-384, Franklin, Wisconsin, 53132. I will put that address as uh, along with the, uh, in the description of the podcast. If you're listening on podcasts, you want to look at it. I'll have in the description. And then if you want to become a sponsor, there's two different sponsor levels um, that you can get involved in. It's the gold and the platinum. Uh, I can send you all the information very easily with a PDF file. Uh, that's got all the info to become a sponsor. And it is uh, charity at slabsocks.com. You can email. If you do have a PWCC vault and you have a bunch of just maybe random slabs in there you don't have a use for, or you just really want to feel like, you know, you want to help out these kids. You can actually transfer them straight to our vault. It's an extremely easy process. You don't have to ship anything. They show up right in our vault then and can be ready to be sold to get these kids to camp. And our vault identity key is actually in the description of this video. It's like the second or first link in this description of the video is for Cam Kesem uh, charity transfers. So I appreciate anyone who wants to help. Um, yes, raw cards are welcome. Hobby News Daily. Actually, in summer cards, uh, raw cards are preferred in some scenarios because, you know, there might be some fun we're doing that this year again. So um, please send in any cards, raw or graded. All are welcome. Um, once again, the P.O. box is on the screen. Anything even as low as $10, like I said. If 100 people send in a $10 card to us, that's $1,000 in value. It's sending two kids to camp. So we welcome, you know, $10 and up cards. Um, you know, just trying to avoid getting, like, uh, junk wax cards that can't sell at all. And then we just have a bunch of cards um, that that won't really, you know, be able to be sending kids to camp. But, you know, hopefully $10 and up. We're happy to take 100-plus cards as well. Um, if you so choose to send stuff like that. But we appreciate any of the help at all. It means a lot. And excited for another great event. Like I said, so much more information will be coming out every single Monday live after this. Just want to leave, give the at least give the intro from my end. Thanks, Nate, for doing the shout-out on Thursday at Daily Slab. I know a lot of people saw that and heard that. So excited for another great event this year, that's for sure. And just last piece of info is that the grand finale will once again be happening at Ryan Jimmy's trade night at the National in Chicago this year. So always a great way to come together as a community to celebrate the final um, fundraising at the national and I uh, can't wait for that as well. So I'm ready to jump in Nate. Are you ready to jump into this data? Yeah, but real quick one, there's a couple questions here. One from Tim. Hey Nate, I bought rare gold cards out of 10 of Josh Lowe worth the gamble. So I assume rare out of 10 means they are from Panini, probably not too expensive. If that's the case and Josh Lowe, Aaron, if I don't, I don't know if you've paid attention to him, but he's on the, uh, race 25. Did poorly last year. This year, in almost as many games as he did last year, he now has a 900-plus OPS. He's hitting 300. He has 11 home runs. He's almost been worth two wins above replacement. So, I mean, if you if you buy in that this early season uh, hot streak is who he is, then, yeah, worth the gamble. If you don't buy into that, then probably not. But it all depends on what you think, um, Tim. And then the second one I saw real quick was Philly Card Shark. Will the Joker and the – and the Nugs lose any more games this series. So they lost by three the other night. And the Heat shot, rounding up slightly, 49% from three. They shot 90% from three free throw. Um, <clears throat> if we think those two numbers are going to happen every single game, then sure. But if those two numbers don't happen, if they shoot... If they shoot like 43% instead of 49%, they lose. 
not not to mention uh, if Murray scores under 20 points again or MPJ scores five points again. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot that didn't go well for the for the um, for the Nuggets last night. I did not. We were live on our slap sex Sundays, Tom, so I missed this potential no goaltending call. I didn't hear about it either. Um, but I'm I'm in, interested to see what happens because you know I feel like that you know Nate, you're throwing out those numbers, and as a Bucks fan, trust me, I looked at all those numbers the whole series we were playing them. I'm sure Knicks fans did too, and Celtics fans for the first three games did too. But the same scenario happened every time, so I wouldn't put it past the Heat to make it a series, you know? Well, no, I know, but it's just it like they beat the Bucks and the Celtics pulling off those numbers. They win by twenty. Yeah, I okay. They I won I, by I three while shooting 49% from three. They won by yeah. three while shooting 90% from three. If they miss one three, right? If they go 16 for 35 instead of 17 for 35, it's a tie game. Yeah. First game, they had two free throws also in the shoot, 90% free throws in game two. You know, I don't know. I'm excited to see what happens. All I want is like six or seven games. Uh, and I know Nate wants Jokic to get his, tro- to get his, uh, his finals trophy in. Uh, I think I want the Nuggets to win the series in the end too, but I love seeing a seven game series. So I'll take seven. All right, here we go. Jumping in our first player to dive in on, which one is it, Nate? Lou Gehrig or Babe Ruth? It's Lou Gehrig. Though I do like this picture. Look how happy Babe Ruth looks. Like, you know, when you think of Babe Ruth, I don't know how often you see pictures of him, but usually he's wearing like a uniform or something. Yeah. The most Babe Ruth looking Babe Ruth picture I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it is pretty funny. He's, looks real happy next to Lou there. He's cheesing. He is cheesing. Um, All right, tell us about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can we can we can move on from Babe Ruth here to Lou Gehrig, who uh, obviously uh, ALS named after, um, and it was ALS Awareness Month last month. Um, which a little update: I still have those cards. I'm supposed to be selling for ALS, but with what has been happening on eBay. I was thinking maybe I would hold them to the national and try to sell them at the booth and then give the money. Um, and then we'll Let's donate do the money. Let's do that. We can put them next to the Kessum charity case anyways. It'll be a good time. We'll, we, we can't even tag the two for ALS in case there's anyone who really wants to support ALS too. Yeah. Cause right, awesome. that's a good idea. feels like one of those things where they'd undersell and then yeah. losing so, money for the, for ALS specifically. I'm saying. Yeah. So anyways, we've got Lou Gehrig most side for cards. So he's kind of an interesting era where, some of his cards are known, Gaudi, and some of them are very, like, unknown. Uh, Exhibit Supply Co., 1925 Rookie. I've never seen that. That you can see on the right side there. Yeah, super expensive. Um, and then you've got the 33 Gaudi, which is sought after, the 34 Gaudi, which is sought after, and then the 33 DeLong Gum Company. Ever heard of that one? Because I no. sure hadn't before today. No, I've never, yeah, I've never heard of it. I mean, there's all these random cards for these older guys. Like, you see, like, these, like, giant postcard type of things. Even for, like, Hank Aaron, I think Jackie Robinson, something like this, too. Um, Obviously, Gaudi is the one that most of us, even modern card collectors, know of. Mm-hmm. So, I, I thought it was interesting. The exhibits are quite expensive. In fact, uh, the most expensive Lou Gehrig card of all time. There might have been one more expensive than this, and it just didn't show up. I don't know why, but 700 because I thought there was a million-plus dollar card. Um, but 782000 for a 1925 exhibits Lou Gehrig rookie card, PSA 6, back in 2021. The image over here is a PSA 5. So um, I, I, I got the million-dollar one to pull up. It's a PSA 5. 
one of four with three cards grade higher. It's sold for one point three or one point one million um July tenth, twenty twenty one. Okay. So I don't know why that didn't show up on my search, but so one point one, did you say? Yeah, it's like it's like one point oh five, something like that. One point oh three. Um, the one that I want to key you in on, though, is these last two because they have sold relatively recently, April 22nd, 2023, and February 25th, 2023. Um, the one is auto PSA authentic with an 8 auto. The other is just a straight up PSA 4.5. and $218,000 for those, which is... Dude, that sign thing is pretty sick. What That's I want to know is, okay, yeah, PSA authentic as opposed to 4.5. But wouldn't you just rather have the auto? Yeah. Did you see the authentic grade though? I mean, literally, he's like missing his. No, he's not missing his head. But there's the full corners missing. Like it's really tattered. Yeah, but we're we're talking about. I hey, I'd rather have the auto. I'm just saying. You know, we're talking about Lou Gehrig. We're talking about a card. Um. We're talking about a card that was made in 19 th- or 1925. Nearly 100 years old. He passed away in 1941, well before there was like a craze for signed cards and stuff. Like you get a lot of old cards that are signed nowadays by guys that are still alive well yeah. after the playing days. Whereas Lou Gehrig passed away in 1941. And this, yeah, this, this probably wouldn't have been like, a, oh, someday this will be worth $100,000, you think, back then. It's like, hey, there's Lou Gehrig. Why don't you just come up and sign this thing for me? Correct. And with ALS, he likely wasn't signing it within the last year or two years. Yeah. So, like, you know, maybe it was signed in 1939, 1938, 1930, whatever it might have been. We're talking about a really long time ago, and there probably isn't that many cards that are signed by Lou Gehrig. I, I would rather have a torn corner of that than a 4.5. I, I agree for sure. And also save the 150 K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to mention. And uh, Max is here to learn about some baseball. A good thing that there's two baseball players on this list. If uh, Nate were to hurry up here, we'll get to the other one eventually. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, <laughs> market movement. We have a nice Gaudi 1933 SGC and the old SGC slab there, um, which is SGC seven. And you can see up 747% all time. First sale coming in at uh, 5000 just over $5,000 back in 2010. And today it's up to 40. This slide. Oh, that's not what I want. The slide thing is over the top of the number. I can't see it. 47,000. It's up to 45,600. Okay. So really good movement there on the Gaudi 1933, which is probably his most iconic card, I would say. Uh, even though the other ones are maybe more expensive exhibits. And then you also have best long-term hold. This is the DeLong here. I want to guide you to not the middle one, but the bottom one and the top one. This bottom one sold in 2007 uh, for $38,775. It's the exact same number as the top one. It's It's the same PSA slab. It's the 3170. So in 2007, somebody bought this for 38000 And unless it's sold privately multiple times along the way, the next time it sold was for 135000 15 years later. So it was bought in memory, memory lane and sold on memory lane. I feel like that if it would have moved privately, it probably would have made its way to a new marketplace. Yeah. So there's good likely it's the same person. Yeah. So 
that person obviously you know almost making a hundred grand on their 15 year investment that's awesome it's good that's return awesome. congrats fun card too like he's like standing inside of yankee stadium i've never seen that one yeah but, uh, looks me awesome neither. me neither all right on to player number two we got a hockey player and on the left, you got Matthew Kachuk there, who is the superstar for the Panthers right now. Trade to the Panthers, signed an eight-year deal, balling out already in the Stanley Cup Finals. But no, we aren't talking about Matthew. Someone wanted to know about Brady Kachuk, his younger brother, on the right. So we are not looking at Matthew Kachuk's market and sales history. Let's look at Brady's and see what we have. Now, if you're going to pick Brady one two players, like a Brady, Matthew looks like a hockey player through and through. Brady does not. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't at all. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he looks like a funny guy, though. But um, Brady uh, is just about to be 24 years old, and let's just say that his career has not went the way of Matthew Kachuk so far. Matthew Kachuk's market was undervalued for a long time, I think. I even bought and sold quite a few of his cards in the last year and a half alone because I thought that case. Um, but Brady always was younger, clearly. Um, not going to switch that. He hasn't cracked even 85 points in his career. He had his most this past season at 83, um, which is pretty solid by the time you're 23 years old. So it's not like he's like bad, um, I'd say. Uh, but let's see if he can crack 100 um, one of these times in these upcoming years. Like solid, no doubt. I'm not trying to rip it on, but his brother has done a lot more. But he's also older. Uh, most softer cards for Brady, we've got the Young Guns for every single hockey player. His is from 2018. The Cup rookie, Pat Drauda of 99. Future Watch Auto on card out of 999. You've got the Future Watch Rookie Patch Auto. It's number out of 100. His Platinum Rookie Autos have been some of his top-selling cards outside of the ones that are named. And then you have the Dual Honorable Numbers, which I unfortunately forgot to include a slide on, so I'll look that up right now and actually share it. But, you know, you might say, what is, you know, Dual Honorable Numbers? Well, first of all, that set is from, uh, you know, the Exquisite line of all the years of the Exquisite cards for basketball and whatnot but this card is very sought after for the point alone that it features him and his dad and his dad was a Ooh. very good player for the uh, uh st not toronto st louis blues um and i actually grew up watching keith kachuk i believe i went to a blues game i have a bobblehead of him i think somewhere um so when his kids came up you know i was very intrigued to follow them and this dual honorable numbers sold for $440 on October 25th. It kind of hovers around there. It's numbered out of seven, the same number that both of them have. So it's a very cool card. Um, I know it's not like, let's say, what would that be best. worth if it was Matthew? Uh, probably a lot more right now, but uh, the, I don't think Matthew wears number. Yeah, Matthew is number 19 with the Flames. Okay. Um, what if know. it was just not even numbered, but J just the two of them? Dual, uh, dual patch auto <laughs> of him and his father. Probably more than 450, but his dad had 1,200 games played at 1,065 points. His dad was a very solid player um, himself, and that is one of the uh, the bigger cards of him. And uh, East Coast Card Collector says Brady arguably plays a rougher game than Matthew. Matthew, I know, was in the penalty box quite a bit this year, so uh, that's that's cool to hear. And he says he'll have a similar breakout to Matthew two to three years from now. Yeah, he is younger. Yeah, he's a few years younger um, by rookie year, two years younger. So maybe not a bad look right now if you're a hockey collector. I don't know if the Senators, I don't think they're in the playoffs this year at all, but uh, maybe in the future. So his two top selling cards of all time. One was this, the Cup RPA for $1,500. The other one we'll talk about later. I mean, it's a one-on-one -on -one for a recent year set, but it's going to be coming up here later. And his market movement all time started very, very low in 2019, but then the market popped off and so did his cards 
um, just got more expensive. I think just from the whole COVID boom, I don't think there's any like massive performance spike at that given time. And then it's kind of stayed around the same amount since. So it started out under 50 for young guns, PSA 10. Now it's around 150 hovered between 125 and $250, $200 this entire time. Um, pretty stagnant so not really losing much money if you bought brady kachuk that along the line and i want to show this too you know i went back to his earliest the cup rookie patch auto purchases between 450 and 560 they're now about 650 so like you could have been buying his the cup rpas in 2019 and like oh man i should be making money post card boom but you know at one point you might have been able to with the 1500 sale i showed but now they're about 650 so honestly it's a pretty leveled off point right now if you know you believe what east coast card collector is saying Maybe Brady will pop off in two to three years. Wouldn't be a bad look at some of his cards. Um, would have to obviously do more research on the team and his contract situation. I haven't researched all that stuff. Just, you know, someone asked about him, so I want to show some of those cards. And this card, I'm not really sure why it's – I mean, I get that it's a gold. One of one, PMG Auto. I just am not a fan of PMG Autos with the big sticker on it. To me, it ruins the card. I don't know if hockey collectors think differently or just basketball card collectors think differently, but I, I just think it looks ugly in it. I don't know about you, but I don't want a PMG with an auto on it. <laughs> I, I mean, it doesn't look like any other PMG I've seen. If that helps, yeah, it's it's like a gold, and like the golds, the retro ones look pretty, look good. But like it, this one's kind of odd to me. I don't know. I I just don't think this should be worth more than like his staple rookie patch auto of um, ninety nine, especially by like five times. I just don't don't agree with yeah. it myself. It'd be better if it was on card. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's for sure. I agree there. Um, East. Coast card collector said the Sens have a great young core and he's the captain of the centers. Well, hey, look at that. Maybe I'll look into picking up some Brady Kachuk this offseason. Now, thank you to East Coast for now making me go look up his cards after the stream. Um, all right, Nate, you're up next. All right. So we have Mr. Ellie De La Cruz here. Um, thought it was kind of a cool shot. That is a cool shot. But you got so I didn't want to be boring, right? I could have just done 2022 Bowman Baseball, 2022 Bowman Sapphire, and called it a day for most sought-after cards. But yeah. there are some other cool things in here. You got a Bowman Transcendent uh, Super Fractor Auto over there, which is a pretty sweet card. And you got a couple other ones that will give you cheaper autos if you're not into the whole uh, I can't afford Bowman Chrome uh, autos or Bowman Chrome Sapphire autos, you know. Um, you can you can check out Bowman Sterling and Bowman Inception have much cheaper autos. Um, so those are their most sought after cards with the heavy quotation marks because really it's just the top two. The other three are for you know if you want some cheaper stuff that you can afford. Kicks, but, giggles, collecting, maybe some small flips. Yep. Um, and so you have here his top three sales of all time. You'll notice that the uh, top one, PSA 1010, June 25th, Orange Auto, 15600 bucks, And you've got a PSA 10 Auto, September 16th, 2022, Orange Auto as well for 13500 Rule of thumb here, Aaron, never be the first person to buy these autos because, like, either there haven't been a lot of reds graded or red PSA 10s, but I'd much rather have this red sapphire out of five auto PSA 10 for 12,000. I know this one came after the, the, or before the second red sale or orange sale, but well before the first or well after the first, uh, the sapphire, if that made sense, I, I butchered that. I butchered that. <laughs> you follow along. Basically the red sapphire auto split the two sales of the orange PSA 10s and sold for less than both. Yep. And I'd much rather have the red sapphire color match auto. 
it's a I think that the color match puts over the top for me, but I would understand why people who are like you know, we're have been collecting Bowman Nate since 2009, 2005, yeah, 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 yeah. orange, yeah, no sapphire, screw sapphire. I just want the orange, right? Yeah, but that's a nice looking card. <laughs> like, yeah, this is coming from a guy too who used to hate Bowman Sapphire, so yeah, I remember you were really, you know, down a few years ago, and now you know, they they I think that I mean, that card just looks so good. It, it really looks really good. good. Also, speaking of Bowman Sapphire, the Papadosha Drew Jones non auto just got pulled like 20 minutes ago. Oh um, wow! For anyone, yeah, any big, I know Filth Bomb Baseball. I think it's called Filth Bomb Breaks. Pulled it. Uh, so congrats to whoever got that. I mean, that's a pretty big card, obviously. So that's cool to see. All yeah, right, next up. That's massive. Um, so you got the top sales market movement. He doesn't have any graphs on Card Ladder. Not shocking. Uh, you know, it's relatively new prospect. But you have the first PSA 10 Mega Box selling for one hundred eighty dollars, August twenty first, twenty twenty. Twenty twenty two. 2022 sorry yep and then march there they were down around 50 bucks and then now they're back up to 85 90 dollars in june but you're still way 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 down yeah so basically more of the story here is never buy the first grade copy of a psa 10 of something that there's a lot of that's for sure yep. um wait until the market dips a lot never buy the first psa 10 copy of anything unless it's a red out of five or an orange out of 25 i guess or one of one or yeah yeah um but this is kind of hard to look at because I think that you and I both bought like three each at like forty bucks. I bought I bought one, you bought two. We had okay, three. so we had three three total. I think we just sold our last one for like sixty right before he started to get a little bit more hype. So like made a little bit money on them. But uh, I think we just brought in a couple more for the Midwest Monsters. Though. I have a few Ellie Daily Cruz in that baseball app that's coming. I think today to me. Um, so excited about that. Sweet. He'll be he'll be hot at the show. So that's cool. All right, next up. Yep. So you got that. And then you got a excellent purchase, and this you didn't have to wait long to do this. PSA ten refractor auto twelve hundred bucks April fifteenth. Somebody popped one the other day for eighteen hundred dollars. It's an easy like four hundred and some dollars profit after fees in in less than two months. Congrats! I'll take that in this market for sure. And the most confusing sale you can buy on card. I think it's on card. Maybe yeah. it's sticker. They're on card. Is it? Yeah, Bowman Inception's on card for baseball. Okay, so out of 200 auto for 75 bucks, or the same day on auction, an Onyx Vintage Blue Ink Auto, not numbered as far as I know, not licensed. I'll spend the extra $18. I was going to say, take, take, take my $18. You couldn't take it fast enough for me to get that Bowman Inception auto. Yeah, so that made no sense to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense to me, too. That Onyx should be like 30% of the value. Yep. All right. Middle of the stream break here. Talking about some SGC submissions. So we have the SGC submission is there right now, the May 30th. That should get graded sometime in the next day or so. Should get shipped back to us and we'll get processed. Uh, most likely it'll be early next week. Uh, FedEx ground shipping takes a few days and early next week they'll be on their way back to you. And then our next submission goes out June 15th. I'm already stacking up some cards to get sent to SGC next some really fun gold refractor autos of a quarterback and such like that. They'll be getting graded and we will be taking submissions at the Midwest monster. If you will be there in Indianapolis, if you're listening right now, you're going to the monster, bring your raw cards, come to the slab stocks booth. We've got the giant banner with the Steph Curry head on it. Um, actually maybe I can move the camera really quick. There it is. There it is. In-person submissions here, best price. That's where you're going to come to drop off your 
SGC submissions at the Midwest Monster. Um, like I said, super easy process. You'll pay on site through our website. So get prepared to pay by PayPal or credit card. Um, and uh, then we'll take them back and we'll ship them out. Actually, we're going to send out a submission faster than the 15th for those coming to the Midwest Monster. We'll send out a special submission the, the, the Monday after we get back. The show ends on Saturday nights. No mail on Sunday. We'll send out Monday morning. Um, for your cards so very excited about that going to the monster be sure bring your cards and we will get all of them sent out there 18 dollars per cards uh per sports card non-sport card 12 dollars per pokemon card and jordan says can bring a giant dirk head to add to the booth jordan not steph curry only we don't we don't we don't mess with them dallas mavericks well we could we could throw them in a box jersey that's true only if you lost to put a box jersey on and claim yeah. it as ours for for two days <laughs> yep we we will claim it for ours as long as the Bucks claimed him for theirs on draft night. Exactly. A couple minutes. All right. Next player. Speaking of a former Buck, we've got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Um, let's check out Kareem's market. Uh, that's a super sick CBS sports hat. I don't know if that's someone who's like filming for them or what, but that's a cool vintage CBS sports hat. Uh, either way. So his most sought after cards. Uh, you've got the 69 tops rookie, which is depicted on the right there, and a PSA 10 to pop two. Uh, 1969 tops rookie. You've got the 86 Fleer sticker, which is more valuable by far compared to his 86 Fleer base set because the population is extremely low. We'll look at the differences in value there. 1970 tops second year is also a tall boy, like the rookie card. 71 tops is his first standard size card, which is really cool. It's got like the groovy Milwaukee letters on top there. Um, oh, yeah, and then 2009 exquisite flashbacks. I want to find a more modern card to highlight here. And that takes the LeBron 2003 exquisite rookie patch. Oh, said and puts Abdul Jabbar on it with the uh, tribute design on it. That's such a sick card. I love that thing so much. Um, really, really beautiful. So as for his top selling cards, you've got two rookies there. One's a PSA 10. It's over 500K back in 2016. So it's over 500K back in 2016. You've got his PSA 9 that's over 336 in 2021, and then his PSA 10 sticker that sold for 266K last August. Now, if you look at the graph on his PSA 10, I called out the 500K, the second of the pop two. So there's only two of these things. The first one sold for 500K, the first one ever in 2016. One sold a year after that in November for 300K. Actually, it was 240K, not even 300K. So the second pop comes up and people who probably bid against each other for the first one, one of them's out because they've got one. They don't need the other one. So then the other guy probably goes, or guy or girl, goes and snags it for 240K. And card letters estimated value on this card right now based on the 500K sales, like 1.7 million or something like that. Like we haven't seen one of these things pop up since 2017. And it's insane how much this thing would probably sell for. It's a pop two for that tall boy card from 69 tops. Wild card, wild card. Um, and look at his Fleer PSA 10 from 86. So this is a pop 96. It has sold 122 times all time, tracked by card ladder. It's got a peak of 20K. Its current price is $4,000 and started at $1,600. Now, if you look at his sticker, if you bought the sticker PSA 10, you'd be in much better position. Both these graphs start in 2005. You could have bought the sticker for $2,800 at the time you bought the uh, base PSA 10 for $1,600. And this one only turned out to be a pop 15 is only sold 15 times all time. And the last sale was 200 or $180,000. So never would I think, you know, Oh, the sticker. Yeah, that's the one. Well, there's only 15 PSA 10s. Anyone who is a, uh, you know, eighties basketball collector, nineties basketball collector. Can you tell me 
were these just things just like horrendously centered? Because I don't know how many Jordans there are. Um, let me see. Actually, I can find this on like two seconds here from Carl Letter. Uh, there's 121 Jordans, which there is like, I guess, three times the population of Jordan 86 rookies versus Korean base. So this is kind of similar. But, uh, oh, wait, no, it's not. That's 10 times. That's 10 times the population of this Abdul Jabbar. So, okay, so they're always off center. There we go. I, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Like the entire print just destroyed in some capacity. So wild. Over time, that clearly got exposed. As more people probably try to grade these Abdul Jabbars as they got valuable, you know, not that many PSA 10s merged. Uh, you know, an excellent. How many, how many total are, print, are graded? That's a great question. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't. I should have had that research in here. Sorry. I'm going to share this tab right now. Um, check this out. So thanks to Jim right here on card ladder, 0.45%. 0.45% got tens. Less than 1%. 3,314 total graded. Um, the most that are graded are actually eights. And then Beckett's a 0.33. Look at the look at the cost of a look at the cost of a PSA six compared to <laughs> the cost of dude. I would just buy a PSA six to say, see this card, it's a 10, it's 180k. Yep. Go to like a like go a to a, go to a card shop. Hey man, I know the value of my cards, man. It's a hundred thousand dollar card. Uh I know. <laughs> um and then, uh, oh, Hector says, I believe gum is always on the back of the stickers, too. Great info. Thank you. Uh, and also, I agree, Philly Card Shark. I have got one of those, I believe, 2015 for Kareem is a very cool card. Prism, that is. Um, and then, uh, as for an excellent purchase, I found this chronology, which are beautiful cards. Gold Auto on card out of 10. We haven't seen one sell since this, at least publicly. 2009, it's over $504. Uh, recently in 2021, there's a BGS 9.5 that sold for 3.8 K with CL's estimated value at 6.4. Now I imagine the, the out of 10 would do like over 10 K now. Um, that's a sweet card, sweet purchase for whoever grabbed that. And then lastly, you know, I know that vintage collectors love their tens and their seventies tops, basketball cards. You see all the time, these like really big sixties, seventies PSA 10 selling for a ton of money. As just a modern card collector, I would rather have the rookie in a PSA 7 for a little bit more money than like a 76 All-Star. This isn't even like the base in the set, I think. 76 All-Star PSA 10 for the same amount of money. It's like 7500 for the rookie PSA 7 versus the PSA 10 All-Star from 76 at $6,900. Um, Nate, are you same way on that? Rather have the rookie? I'd rather have the rookie, yes. Yeah. All right. Done with Kareem. On a D-book. This one we can speed up process probably. A lot of people are familiar with this. Yeah, we're we'll go real quick. Most sad after cards, national treasures, and prism. Dude, I looked at Booker. There's like all of his top selling cards of all time, or all the NTs, like thirty of them in a row. Correct. And then it's prism, and then you have to go a long way till you find a flawless, and then a pretty long way till you find an immaculate, and then you have like a select in there and like a kaboom from 2018 in there. Yeah, but by and large, it's really just a top two national yeah. treasures. Prism. And, sure and you, you'll have like a Revolution Galactic in there and stuff. Uh, two, one card that I think would be very high up on his list of softer cards is the Immaculate Jersey number patch auto numbered out of one since his jersey is number one. If you if it's even been pulled or out there? I, I think I saw it at one point possibly. 
Yeah. So yeah, going down card ladder, it was all National Treasures. And yeah, that was funny. <laughs> for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then like one random flawless and immaculate snuck in there. Uh, so you got highest selling selling card of all time. Now this was kind of shocking to me, Aaron. I would have thought the highest selling card of Devin Booker would be in the 100, 100, 200, 300,000 range. We must never have seen a gold prison pop up during the boom. There's just no way. The gold prison rookie for sure would have eclipsed 100K, I feel like, at, during like the peak of his market. Yeah. Because this isn't even the the true NTRPA. Yeah. It's the highest well, selling of all time. Colossals or signatures or something like that. That's colossal. Yeah. Yeah. So for 57960 bucks, a colossal rookie patch auto 101 bgs 95 and then the second highest is a bgs 9 back in march 12 2022 um ntrpa out of 99 yeah now you have to remember like the flawless logo map and edwards did over 100 grand but that card hasn't serviced in the auction that card was just pulled like three months ago so if like that type of card sold during the boom for sure over 100k just didn't yeah. know yeah so so obviously it definitely has to do with what's been pulled and that makes it kind of interesting it's like Obviously, Jokic is driving up the price of sealed wax on 2015 stuff, right? But if I'm looking to buy boxes nowadays and I'm looking at this, I'm saying there might be some interesting bookers out there. Where's that booker black one of one? I don't think we've ever seen it. We know the Jokic black one of one is owned by uh, Chris from Carlisle. Great card. Congrats to him. But uh, where's that booker? Yeah. So I did not know Chris owned that. Shout yeah. out Chris. What he a acquired move. it, I think, uh, almost a year ago or like eight months ago, maybe somewhere along there. Yeah, it's crazy. Nuts. Wow. <laughs> um, you got market movement all time. There's only a pop two on this. PSA 10, rookie patch auto number to 99. Pop two. Sold three times. Pop two. <laughs> so one person repeated a sale. I don't know which one. I didn't look that carefully. But I can tell you that whoever repeated that sale – did really well for themselves. Doesn't matter which one it was. One was like three grand. One was eight grand or something like that. Yep. And the last sale was 43? 48. 48. Again, I can't see because of the slide. Hey, if you, if you click off name of the white space on StreamYard, it'll take the thing away Ooh. so you can see. Oh, that's nice. There you go. <laughs> I had no idea you could do that. So, yeah. So, I mean, it, it literally doesn't matter. One of them, you know, you made 40000 at least. Uh, and then, uh, also this one pretty good from the start. Obviously it's just been an absolute downward trend despite how good Booker has been. But if you had bought the first couple sales, $47 for a select courtside, uh, silver PSA 10 first sale, 47 bucks, $910 card today, but it also got up to almost $5,000 at one point. Insane. East Coast said he found old 2015 select packs in a shop this year. And I opened them. What's wrong with me? Well, steel packs hard to sell anyways, probably, you know, randomly loosely. So might as well open them unless they were like $300 each. Then I would have opened them as well. Yeah. As long as they weren't like what they would cost to buy. Like and if I'm buying some, finding something at a flea market, like 2011 tops update, right? Mike Trout's. And I'm like, well, I'll never get another chance to open these. I'm going to yeah. open them. Exactly. Uh, Joran said, pretty sure Chris Stops is driving up the price of 2015 wax. That man is uh, never going to forget his Chris Stops a couple years in the maps. Unbelievable. All right, one more. And then excellent purchase. I was shocked by this. I was looking for prism cards that were like, I was going to do an opposite of an excellent purchase, right? But uh, this was actually pretty good. 
right before COVID happened, Prism Silver BGS 10 sold for 1725 bucks, And today's value, after the whole boom, is still $3,522, according to Card Ladder. Which is not... Let's see if there's actually a graph on this thing or not. I know it's... Actually, there isn't one on that, but as the PSA 10s are 915 today, so it's probably not $3,500. Um, but it's probably still more than 1725, maybe. I don't know. BGS 10s have regressed a ton compared to PSA 10s in oh. the last like eight months. So I know the value there is probably based off of some nice NTRPAs selling before the boom slash after the boom. You know, that's helping boost the estimated value. But uh, either way, you know, you would expect them to be. Um, pretty close to what the purchase price was at that point, I guess. Like I'm looking here on this PSA 10 silver. If you bought the PSA 10 silver at the same time, you're spending 760, and now it's 915. So you can Ooh. probably expect something that's like a little bit more than that right now. You make money, okay? Maybe it's not as excellent, but I, I was just, I was just shocked because I was <laughs> expecting to find like absolutely atrocious Prism sale prices, and then just the well. Know, you would probably find atrocious ones right before the NBA finals when the Bucks beat them. That's when you find atrocious sale prism yeah, sale prices. That's true. <laughs> All right. Last one here. This one was uh, suggested by my good friend Alex out in New York. He's been a huge tennis collector this whole time. And he still is uh, texting me every now and then and stuff. So if you're doing well, if you're watching this, if not, I'll send you a segment after. But Rafael Nadal, here is your look at his card market, my guy. All right. And for everyone else who wants to learn about some tennis cards. Most sought-after cards of his is the 2003 Net Pro Elite Glossy. Those are numbered off 100 PSA 10. And then you've got the Net Pro Elite Non-Glossy, numbered off 2000 PSA 10. And then you've got the 2005 Ace Authentic Patch Auto that's depicted in the bottom there. 2011 Dual Auto with Roger Federer. Um, that's a sick card. And then 2005 Ace Authentic Jersey PSA 10, which is in the middle on the screen. And I put that one there because there's a lot of different 2003 Net Pro PSA 10s. The elites are the expensive ones. There's a lot of like super high population ones. Like you can find like the horizontals of like uh, Serena Williams are like super high populations, very cheap. But then you find the glossies and the elites, which are very expensive. Same deal here with Nadal. Um, I put the Jersey PSA 10 there. It's like a $150 card. Like all day, every day, I'm taking like a match worn Jersey in a gem main grade from 2005 for like 150 bucks versus like an overproduced 2003 $75 card. You know, that that's what I'm trying to get at here is like, that's a fun little card right there. And that patch auto sold for 15 grand last summer. And the dual auto with, Fe uh, with Roger Federer sold for 11.6 K December 20th, 2022. So some pretty big sales are from the doll um, market movement all time. So you could have bought a PSA 10 of this card for 26 bucks in 2009. $26 for the glossy of 100 two sold 115 126 and then it took 10 years for one to sell publicly again and the next one sold for like something crazy more than that but the highest of all time sold for 25k in early 2022 most recent sale now is 10 grand in uh 2023 may 25th then you've got an excellent purchase i went back and found out you could have bought his 2006 ace auto for 10 bucks in 2007 10 dollars Dude, I know I wasn't like uh, – I, I played tennis back then. You know, my mom was a big tennis player in high school, so I played tennis growing up. played twice in high school. Um, and I knew who Nadal was early on. I was buying football cards at that time. I wish I just threw 10 bucks in Nadal auto and threw it in the drawer, pull out, you know, all these years later, $875. I don't even know what that one's numbered off, but the of 100 did 10. The of 75 did 10. 
but most recent one did 875. I don't so. even know what ace cards are. Uh, ace, it was, yeah, just a manufacturer of tennis cards for a very small period of time in the mid 2000s. Um, and then uh, lastly, confusing sale. I know that there's Sports Illustrated for kids collectors out there. I know that these are very tough cards to grade. I don't know if a PSA 8 is the highest grade. It's a pop one on this, it says. It's over $250 a few days ago, but this is from 2012. Um, and it is, um, you know, like I said, very hard to grade with those uh, edges and such like that. But to me, like I'm buying the rookie card number up 2000 PSA 10. Uh, for $130 more. And I'm not trying to like say, oh, you shouldn't spend $250 on this. Whoever bought the sports Illustrated for kids one, because I imagine you could just be a SI for kids, high grade collector. They're hard to grade a lot of these things in, in, uh, in, in high PSA eights, SGC eights and higher. Um, but for me, I'd rather just have like the 10 year earlier copy. Um, this is kind of, you come, you get, get down to like the Tom Brady color blast versus, you know, early year color debate type of situation. Um, and I'd rather have have that rookie card here for sure. And Hector says, what sport now is like tennis back then? Um, Hector, I'm not sure if there's uh, any sport to, to speculate on that capacity. Like we know what's happened in the last, you know, 15 years in the card market of gains that were made. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things out there as far as non-sport and, and smaller sports that someday could get a lot of action, you know, if someone progresses into – um, a, a big stardom, you know, like Roger or Rafael Nadal turned one of the greatest tennis players of all time. Playing, uh, he's actually missing the French Open. I think he's missing five more months. He's had some injuries at the end of his career. Still has a like, tied for the most Grand Slams ever. Is one off Djokovic now? I can't remember for sure. But to me, like I've got a lot of Sadie Sink autographs from Stranger Things. Like I think in ten years, like she's gonna have a mega mega career um, in in the movie business and and with other, you know, like she was she won a, an, an Oscar for. Um, or Grammy, maybe it was whatever which one it was for best music video with Taylor Swift. Like she played Taylor Swift in the music in the music video. I think that was a huge win for her early in her career. She's twenty years old. I think she's gonna have a mega career. So hoping to hold a few of those for long term for sure. He says sumo wrestling. Max says cricket. You never know. I guess you never know. Go find out those uh, crazy cards out there. Um, Hector said there should be a person as an expert SI ripper and charges for service. I tell you what. I have some uh, sheets. I still have a couple sheets of this. Thanks to uh, um, Adam um, Blumenthal cards. Uh, actually, that's his last name. But Cleveland cards, uh, Cleveland soccer cards on Instagram. He gave me the sheets, and one was a Will Zalatoris rookie, so I ripped out one to grade it. I got like a five on it. <laughs> and it's from like a, a pretty nice-looking sheet. Like, they're tough. I'm telling you, this is not easy to grade. I don't even know how to get him to be eights, nines, tens, whatever it might be. Um, but, yeah, Hector, maybe that is a good service. Uh, all right, honestly, that's all we got for y'all. Uh, lots of different information, lots of different slides. In the last two days now, we've looked at, what is that? That's nine total athletes and deeper dives in our card market. So you know, if you want to review the last two videos and take some notes and just have some extra information swirling in your head, uh, feel free. Otherwise, we'll be back next Monday for another live, and uh, we'll probably do more of a, a, a shorter-term look now at the market versus – this was obviously a lot of longer-term period looks. Um, but it's a fun time. Nate, thanks for uh, grabbing those baseball ones. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, for you, Ellie De La Cruz, over under end of June call up. End of July or before July? I don't think he has much more to prove in AAA. I kind of thought he would be called up by now. Um, so I'm going to say under end of June. Give me a date. Uh, I'll guess 
June. We'll go June 25th. <laughs> that was right. homage right. to you. Uh, we actually have a Sunday Night Live on June 25th. So we will be sitting there and we will look and see if he's called up by then. Perfect. All right, everyone. Appreciate you joining tonight's Slab Stocks Live. Uh, we will talk to you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your week. See you guys.